Welcome back folks to the Geezer Gus Presents Classic Radio Series. I'm so thrilled you tuned in and are joining me again. I sure do hope that you have already subscribed to my podcast, so you don't miss any new episodes. In today's classic episode, we make another visit to the popular Bob Hope Radio Show Series. Bob's guest today is Judy Garland. The Pepsodent Show starring Bob Hope premiered in 1938, over the stations of the National Broadcasting Company. Hope was the star of the program with Jerry Colonna as Hope's sidekick. This episode is brought to you by our friends at CritterCaper.com. At CritterCaper.com, you can watch hundreds of pet and animal videos that will truly warm your heart. There are great pet care and training videos as well. If you're an animal lover, then you'll want to visit CritterCaper.com. Start watching all the great, fun short clips of pets and animals. It's addicting too. Now, enjoy this classic radio show episode of With Bob Hope and Judy Garland. The Pepsodent Show, starring Bob Hope. With Wild the Pepsodent, make right for merry men. We'll shine tonight with brighter light. Here's Hope, that sunny gent. Ah, thank you so much. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Pepsodent Kid, Bob Hope. Still eating three meals a day with your teeth. <laughs> I'm a little tired tonight. I just got back from the Santa Anita Handicap. I would have been here sooner, but I stopped to have my barrel pressed. <laughs> Santa Anita, that's the outdoor version of you can't take it with you. <laughs> but really, it's beautiful out there, folks. The grass on the infield is gorgeous. After the fourth race, I had some of it for lunch. <laughs> and they've enlarged Santa Anita this year, and I want to tell you, the whole place is run just like a machine, a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I've never seen so many people in one place. The crowds were so heavy, the pickpockets had to put on extra help. <laughs> in fact, they were so busy, they wouldn't pick the pocket of a tweed suit. The fuzz slowed them up too much. <laughs> One pickpocket lifted my wallet and the list of the horses I was going to bet on. He took one look at the list, handed me back my wallet, and gave me an extra dollar for car fare. <laughs> and you should have seen the automobiles out there. I've never seen so many cars. It looked like the backyard of the finance company. <laughs> I hear Morgenthau wants to trade his job for the parking concession. <laughs> I came late and had to park at the end of the parking lot. In fact, uh, when I got out of my car, I found out I had paid a quarter to park in my own driveway. <laughs> they say it's hard to get back to town in traffic, but I fooled them. I left before the first race. I... No, I wish I had. Skinny gave me a tip on the handicap. He said the horse can't lose. The jockey's been eating garlic, and the horse will win trying to get away. <laughs> first time I ever saw a jockey ride a horse backwards. I said, what's the idea of riding a horse backwards? He said, I have to. It makes the horse nervous to have anyone look over his shoulder. <laughs> nice horse. Every once in a while, he'd look around to see if his plow was on straight. <laughs> he was so far behind, his tail showed in the photo finish. Uh, really, the jockey pulled him up so much, it's the first time I ever saw a horse finish with a bit under his tail. <laughs> I should have known better when I saw the jockey carrying an overnight bag. And now, and now Bill Goodwin. 
Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our guest is that grand little star from MGM, Miss Judy Garland. And now, Skinny Ennis and our six hits of the Miss Swing Out with Could Be. Take it, talent. <laughs> Could be that yellow moon It's just a big balloon And not that yellow moon above Could be that angel face Is something out of space And not that angel face I love Could be this heart of mine Is just a valentine And not this heart of mine at all Could be a dream I see but if you're asking me, could be, I'm in love, could be. But if you're asking me Bob, you know, you really looked swell out there at the Santa Anita Derby last Saturday. Bill, that's Derby. The English say Derby and the Americans say Derby. Yeah, and the losers say nuts. Yeah. <laughs> say, I, Bob, I hear the owners of the horses out at Santa Anita sit in boxes that have their names on them. That's right, Bill. There's the Whitney box, the Vanderbilt box, Bradley, Astor. Yeah, well, what was the name of the box you were sitting in, Bob? A sun kiss. Uh, <laughs> say, how did you like that suit I had on? Dude, where did you get that thing? It looked like it was cut down from a shroud. <laughs> Is that so? I'll have you know I was the best-dressed man at Santa Anita. I was a regular Bo Brummel. Hello, Bo. What do you hear from the other Brummels? <laughs> well, Patsy Kelly. Wow. <laughs> Say, Patsy, I saw you out of Santa Anita Saturday. Santa Anita? Slot machines with horses. <laughs> Why, Patsy, it's a privilege to go to a beautiful track like Santa Anita. Why, do you know what the name Santa Anita means? Oh, yes, I know. It's Spanish for hello, sucker. <laughs> Say, weren't you out there with Skinny and his brother? Yeah, the three of us hitchhiked out there. Didn't you? Really? Didn't your mm -hmm. thumbs get awfully tired? Oh, no, we didn't have to use our thumbs. We just waved Skinny's brother. <laughs> well, tell me, is his brother that thin? Thin? Why, that guy has to wear snowshoes when he takes a bath so he won't slide down the drain. <laughs> Now, wait a minute, Patsy. Skinny's brother isn't that skinny. Oh, no, listen. That guy is so thin, he just got himself a daytime job stuffing olives. Stuffing olives? Yeah, he crawls through the olives, dragging the pimento behind him. <laughs> I 
Hi, everybody. Why, hiya, Skinny. Well, if it isn't Tremble Tonsil. <laughs> uh, hello, Patsy. Hello, Bated Breath. Say, why don't you inhale once and see how it feels to rough it? <laughs> now, listen, see here, Kelly. You can't talk to me like that. Don't forget, I'm a man, incidentally. Incidentally? You mean accidentally. <laughs> listen, Kelly. Before you say another word, just take a look at those bulging muscles. Muscles? Where? I don't see any muscles. Doggone it, I forgot to put them on tonight. <laughs> say, Patsy, I, I heard that your family was out here for the big race. Yeah, they just got here from back east. Back east, huh? How are things in Pomona? Yeah. Say, I, I suppose they've been out to the studio to watch you make pictures. Yeah, they came out on the set and watched me um, work on my last picture. Say, I saw that picture, Patsy. Say, what were those swallows doing flying across the screen? Those weren't swallows. My father was sitting on one side of the set and the cuspid was on the other. <laughs> Say, well, what does your family think of our radio program? Well, I'll give you an idea. I just got a letter from my uncle back in Brooklyn. Really? What does he say? Well, here it is. Dear Patsy, the Pepsodent show is much improved. You're much better than you were. Skinny Ennis is much better, and Jerry Colonna is much improved. Well, doesn't he say anything about me? Oh, yes, here. P.S. Hope you are the same. <laughs> so long. Say, Bob. Yeah, yeah, Bill. How, how long was that big race last Saturday? Well, it was a mile and a quarter, Bill. Well, just what does that mean, Bob? Well, it means it was the horse's last mile and my last quarter. <laughs> oh, well, now, don't be discouraged, Bob. You know our motto, never say die. Never say die. Yeah, yeah. open to the Paramount Theater in New York tomorrow. And the plug. <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> Well, Never listen, if, die, you, yeah. um, if you ever get another quarter, I know lots of things to do with it. What, for instance, Phil? Well, for instance, Bob, for a quarter, you can get a tube of Pepsodent toothpaste. And that's the only toothpaste that contains irium. You know, irium is the lively agent that sparks up Pepsodent's cleansing power. Gently, safely, but ever so quickly, irium helps Pepsodent remove dingy surface stains from your teeth. Persuades your teeth to shine with natural brilliance. Brushing twice a day with Pepsodent Plus Irium is like spring cleaning your mouth. It gives you cleaner, brighter, smoother teeth and keeps them at high shining luster. The surefire recipe for a million-dollar smile is dazzling teeth. So why not invest a quarter now for a tube of Pepsodent toothpaste with Irium? <laughs> And now may I present one of the most charming and talented members of Hollywood's younger generation, soon to be seen in The Wizard of Oz, MGM singing sensation Miss Judy Garland. Mr. Hope, I hope, I hope that you will not be cross. I hope that you won't think that I'm a boy. When I heard you sing that lovely song to Shirley Ross, I knew that Gable didn't matter anymore. It had to be you. It had to be you. I looked all around and finally you 
with all your faults, I love you still. It had to be you, wonderful you. Why, Judy, I, I didn't know you felt this way about me. Well, Mr. Hope, I, I used to like Clark Gable and Robert Taylor, but, but you're different. I know it, Judy. I've been told that before. <laughs> Gee, I, I've seen all your pictures, and I listen to you every time you're on the air, no matter what the rest of the family wants to hear. Well, I hardly know what to say. Imagine meeting my fan face to face. Mr. Hope, it's, it's not that. It's, it's deeper than that. You see, well, you're my crush. You're my dream man. You're my Prince Charming. Now, wait a minute, Snow White. <laughs> Let's not have a scene. After all, I may be just a passing fancy in your life. Oh, no, Mr. Hope. This is a real thing. It's lasted almost two whole days. <laughs> Gosh, and in Hollywood, too. <laughs> oh, you men are all alike. Always joking. Well, I don't think you even know what it means to have a crush on somebody. Oh, don't I? How do you think I felt last week when they told me Hedy Lamar to elope with someone else? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I suppose you feel you just ought to go out and jump off a cliff and end it all. Well, I want to have a long talk with Madeline Carroll first. <laughs> oh, well, ne never mind them, Mr. Hope. I'm not like other girls. I'm willing to take you just as you are. Isn't that just too wonderful? <laughs> but, Judy, look, I'm flattered. I'm glad that you told me only... Only what? Well, do you think I'm your type? Oh, Mr. Hope, I, I know I'm not worthy of you, but you don't have to love me right away. But, Judy, I mean, after all, I'm not exactly... Oh, I might have known it. Are you somebody else's crush? Well, not exactly, but, well, there, there are some strings attached. Oh. Then you are someone else's crush. Well, I was, but she married me. <laughs> oh, gee, that's awful. But I can go right on having a crush on you, can't I? From a distance, I mean. Judy, with so many other handsome men in Hollywood, why did you have to pick on me? Mr. Hope, it was like this. First, I picked out Clark Gable to have a crush on, but I had too much competition. He didn't appreciate me. Oh, well, what could you expect from that tap dancer? <laughs> then I had a crush on Robert Taylor, but I guess I had too much competition there, too. And after Robert Taylor, all there was left was a choice between you and Tyrone Power. Tyrone Power. Beauty versus Beast. And I picked you I guess I was tired of competition Yeah <laughs> I guess so Oh, Mr. Hope You're wonderful Say you'll be the man of my dreams But, Judy, really I'm not the kind of man for you I'm not good enough for you Well, I pull little dogs' tails And I take candy away from babies And once I gave a canary a hot foot <laughs> so brave and masterful. Well, maybe I am on the surface, but underneath I'm a no-good guy, Judy. Take my word for it. Hope is a louse. <laughs> but you're a good louse. Yeah. <laughs> no, Judy, it's no use. We couldn't get along together. Then you're, you're turning me down? 
Don't take it so hard, Judy. None of the others did. All right. You don't have to tell me. I know. It's the old, old story. It's the woman who pays. I'm sorry I bothered you. Now I know how Greta Garbo felt when Robert Taylor left her in Camille. But don't worry about me, Mr. Hope. I'll recover. Time is a great healer. But I won't forget. I never will. Though you're a cat, I love you still. It has to be you. Say, Judy, can a cad say a few words in his own defense before you go? Tell me, why don't you have a crush on someone near your own age? We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, are you a big fan of stand-up comedy? Have you been enjoying laughing? I like laughing. If you get a chance, check out the podcast Stand-Up Comedy, your host and MC. That's Stand-Up Comedy, your host and MC, where we have interviews and great comedy sets from all kinds of great stand-up comics. If you get a chance and you want to laugh, I like laughing, give it a shot. Stand-Up Comedy, your host and MC. The boys I know think I'm only an in-between. You know, not old enough to be a glamour girl and too old to go around with dolls. <laughs> well, I hope I'm never too old to go around with dolls, but you know... <laughs> you know, Judy, I've been having the same trouble you've had. Tell me, do you think I'm old enough for Carol Lombard? Well, of course. Hmm, and I guess she has some other reason. Gee, <laughs> that's too bad. There's a word from Bill Goodwin who has a crush on Irium. Thank you, Bob. Nearly all toothpaste comes in a tube, keeps fresh, and is pleasant enough to taste. You can expect this from any toothpaste. But Pepsodent toothpaste has all of this, plus an important something the others haven't got. The extra something is irium. That's the lively super addition that steps up Pepsodent's action, brightens the results. Irium helps Pepsodent remove the unattractive surface stains that cloud over your smile. It brings out the natural luster. At least twice a day, night and morning, every day of your life, brush your teeth with Pepsodent toothpaste with irium, and you'll quickly be rewarded. It won't be long before you'll say, I never dreamed my teeth could sparkle so. I never knew my mouth could feel so fresh, so clean. It certainly feels grand to have well-groomed teeth. I have eyes to see with. And now Bob Hope brings you his version of that popular new song hit, I Have Eyes. Bob, Bob, shh. Yes, Bill, Bob. Listen, I have a swell idea how we can both make money. No, Bill, this year I'm going to pay my income tax. <laughs> no, that, that isn't what I mean. I think we ought to become spies. Important spies. Don't be silly, Bill. There's no money in spying. Oh, no? Did you ever see a house detective on relief? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess spying is a good racket if you don't lose your head. You can be famous, Bob. <laughs> really, you can be famous. Think of the great spies in history. Think of Matta Harry. Ah, yes. Matta Harry. 
And think of Nathan Hale and Jonathan Daly and Benedict Arnold. I can't, Bill. Why not? I'm still thinking of Matt Harry. <laughs> but really, Bill, I couldn't be a spy. I don't know how to act. Bob, let's leave your picture work out of this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Bill, I'll go into the spy racket with you, but I'll have to get a spy suit. A spy suit? What's that? Oh, it's nothing. You just go out with a bloodhound and a black coat and vest. And what pants? The bloodhound. <laughs> well, come on, Bob. Let's get busy. Okay. The Houghton Goodwin Spy Salon, a snitch in time, pays the rent. <laughs> What's that? A Hope and Goodwin very good at shadowing people in dark alleys? Well, I should say so. They're real slinkers. No, I said slinkers. <laughs> okay, uh, just a minute. It's for you, Cheese. Yeah. Cheese, Patsy, that's cheap. Take the script and read it. That's Cheese. Take the script and smell it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheese. I'll take the script and eat it. Hello? Uh, this is Spy Number 1X reporting from Africa, Chief. <laughs> Greetings, Spy 1X. Where's Spy 2X? Isn't he with you? No, Chief. The cannibals had 2X for breakfast. <laughs> Come in. Hello? Hello? Hey, Bill. Look, she's beautiful. What grace? Yeah, what form? What telephone number? <laughs> Hello. Hello. My name is Vanya Tanya Sonia Henyan Akronovich Babuchka. Oh, but you can call me Tutsky. Well, what do you want with me? Oh, I need help. If you do not help me, I shall have to kill you. Kill me? <laughs> kill me? Yes. I, I will shoot you or stab you or poison you. Or take you in my arms and squeeze you to death. Smothering you with kisses. How would you like that? I'd like Dot. <laughs> Say, uh, where do you come from, Tootsie Wootskin? I come from the little country of Schlemilia. <laughs> Schlemilia! What a small world this is. Ah, yes. I shall never forget my last day in Schlemilia. Bombs bursting. People were dropping like flies. The streets were covered with blood. Oh, it was so beautiful. <laughs> I can see. Look, Tutsky, what can I do for you? You must save me from my cousin, the ambassador from Shlemilia. Rat-faced or repulsive. Well, what happens if I find him? Undoubtedly, he will kill you. And what happens if I don't find him? Undoubtedly, I will kill you. <laughs> What's in it for me? Uh, either way, you'll be buried with full military honors. Until then, I say, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Patsy, we've got to go to the Shlemilian embassy. Right. Hello? Oh, it's for you, Chief. For me? Hello. Mr. Hope. Yes? Say, listen, you'll never catch me, you old spidery spy, because you're just a ham, and hams can't fly. <laughs> I ask myself this as I flit on my way. Is Hope a big dope? Oh, boy, I'll say. <laughs> say, who is this? Oh, just a great big stork. <laughs> a stork? What are you doing here with me? Just looking over one of my mistakes. Come on, Patsy Let's go to the embassy and meet Ratface the Repulsive Here we are This looks like the embassy Yeah, look at that sign Embassy of Shlemilia Office hours, 12.30 to 1 Treaties broken Monday, Wednesday, and Friday Goodman, you stay outside And if we have any trouble with Ratface, blow up the embassy Right, Chief Are you armed? And how I'm armed to the teeth 
Hey, you better not yawn or that club will fall out. Ring the bell, Patsy. Hello. Tootsky. Hootsky. Runsky. <laughs> no, Patsy, don't run. I'm right behind you. Where's Ratface, Tootsky? Here comes Ratface now. <laughs> Greetings, rat. Meet a diplomat. <laughs> Why, it's Professor Colonna with a Bay Rum Aroma. Tell me, are you the ambassador? Ah, yes, and I'm the president, secretary of war, navy, state, interior, exterior. In fact, I'm the whole schlemiel. <laughs> I can believe that. And who is the little wren with you? <laughs> this, this is Matta Kelly, the international spy. She loves you, Professor. Ah, my little matter. You've made me so much flatter, and all my cares will scatter because your heart belongs to data. <laughs> Professor, tell me, were you ever caught as an ambassador without portfolio? Ah, yes. Briefcase, wasn't it? <laughs> what has been your worst experience, Professor? Once, for no reason, I was held for treason and placed against the wall to be shot. Did they shoot you? I don't know, Nave. I was blindfolded. <laughs> Will you pardon me? I feel a bomb coming on. Blown up the whole block. Why did you throw that bomb into the street? I love parking space. <laughs> well, Professor, your goose is cooked. Why so, Nave? I can prove that you're a traitor and have been carrying on with the enemy spy, Sonia the Snitch. What proof have you? I was in a closet and took a picture of you kissing Sonia. Here, look at the picture. What do you think of that? Hmm, not bad. I'll take a half a dozen. <laughs> come on, come on, Hope. Let's get out of this place. This guy's a screwball. Yes, isn't he? Who said that? <laughs> I did. And I apologize. Colonna, I am sorry I insulted you. Silence. I refuse to accept your apology. I am a screwball. Colonna, you are not. I am. All right, you are. Oh, so you admit it. Take that. That's one tooth gone. And that. And that. Help! I'm shooting off my mouth. <laughs> Come on, Kathy. It's nearly midnight. Goodwin should be getting ready to light the fuse. Look, look, the radio station blew up. Well, I, I carried out your instructions, Bob, but I told you to blow up the embassy. Embassy? Great Scott, I thought you said NBC. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for the memory. If one more friend we've made with our small cavalcade, it's evident that Pepsodent will keep us on parade. So thank you so much. Say, excuse me, Bob, but I hear you're having Jack Oakey as your guest star next week. Yeah, and I'm really happy about that, Bill, for that great guy, great comedian Jack Oakey. And then we're going to have Patsy Kelly, Skinny Ennis, and his band, our six hits in the mist, Jerry Colonna, and Bob Hope. Thank you, Bill Goodwin. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this latest Geezer Gus Presents episode. Stay tuned for the next exciting episode. Please check back often, and make sure to subscribe to my podcast, so you won't miss the new exciting episodes. In the meantime, scroll up or down to find other exciting episodes to listen to. Don't forget to visit GeezerGus.com to see and listen to all the program categories and episodes. I really want to say a special thank you to all of the Patreon supporters for helping to keep Geezer Gus Presents online. Your support is truly appreciated. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>